0: Is President Trump really going to be able to make America great again? Or is he destined to frustration and defeat? Is it really possible for our nation to be great again? Or have we passed the point of no return? These and other crucial questions about the destiny of America are going to be discussed today as we interview one of God's prophetic voices to this nation, Messianic Rabbi Jonathan Cahn. Stay tuned. Lamb and Lion Ministries presents
1: Christ in Prophecy, a program that focuses on the fundamentals of Bible prophecy, showing how current events in the news relate to Biblical predictions of end time events and the soon return of Jesus. Now, here's your host, Dr. David Reagan.
0: Greetings in the name of Jesus, our blessed hope, and welcome to Christ in Prophecy. My colleague Tim Moore and I have a very special guest in the studio with us today. He is Jonathan Kahn, who is the author of the best-selling book, The Harbinger, and a new wonderful book titled, The Book of Mysteries.
2: Welcome to our program Jonathan, we are
0: really glad to have you. Great to be back Dave.
2: Jonathan is the spiritual leader of Beth Israel Worship Center in Wayne, New Jersey. In one of the issues of our magazine in 2013, we featured Jonathan on the cover as one of the prophetic voices God has anointed to warn our nation of impending judgment. And Jonathan, that is exactly mm. what we want to do today. Mm. We
0: want to speak you to speak to our viewers prophetically mm. about the future mm. of our nation, about yes. the spiritual condition and yes. what lies in the future. But before we get there, mm. I want to first of all take a look at the legacy that Obama left us, the legacy that President Trump inherited. And I want to get into mm. that by playing a Mm. brief video clip of you speaking at the Presidential Breakfast uh, this year. The Inaugural
1: Prayer Breakfast. Yes, the Inaugural Prayer Breakfast. On the day of the Inauguration in Washington, D.C. Yes.
0: Okay, well let's take a look at that video.
1: President Obama, with all respect that is due, as you approach the last hour of the Presidency, you were shocked by the outcome of the election. And now it appears that your legacy will largely be undone. You came to the presidency claiming as a Christian you could not support the ending of marriage as it had been known. And then you did everything in your power to end that very thing. And then you sought to force believers to take part in that very thing you said a believer could not take part in. If one believes that God is real, how can one do such things? You came to the presidency speaking of tolerance, and yet you showed no tolerance for the lives of the unborn. You zealously fought to defend the carrying out of their murder and expanded around the world. And you went farther. You sought to force God's people to fund their killing. President Obama, on the day when marriage as we know it, ordained by God, was with your help struck down in this land, you celebrated by lighting up the White House in the colors of the rainbow. Did you not know that the rainbow does not belong to man or to any movement? The rainbow belongs to God. It is the sacred sign of God's covenant and the sacred colors of His throne. If you believe that God is real, how can you use the sign of God to celebrate the striking down of the Word of God? If you overturn the edicts of God, should you be surprised that your own edicts will be overturned? And if you strike down the precepts of God, will not your own precepts be struck down? Do you launch accusations against the leader of Israel? In a way you have never done to any leader of any enemy nation. You took part in isolating, condemning Israel before the world and advancing a resolution proclaiming Israel had no right to Jerusalem. If one has ever read the Bible, how could one foster such a thing? Did you miss what the Word of God says concerning Jerusalem? There is only one who has authority over Jerusalem. And it is not the United Nations. It is not the European Union. It is not you. There is only one and his name, is the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, the Holy One of Israel.
0: Long before there
1: was a United Nations or United States or any of the nations that cast this vote, the Lord issued his own resolution concerning Jerusalem. And no law, no executive order, no UN vote will ever overturn it. And concerning that U.N. resolution, the Almighty has issued his own response. He vetoes it. 4,000 years ago, God made a covenant with Abraham that states, Whatever you do to Israel shall be done to you. President Obama, you sought to intervene in an election held within the borders of a sovereign nation, Israel. Therefore, should you now be surprised if God intervenes in the election of your own nation? You sought through Israel election to nullify the stands and legacy of its leader, Benjamin Netanyahu. So should you now be surprised if God intervenes now to nullify your own legacy? Despite how you treated the name of God, the word of God, and the ways of God, the hand of God, this is the inconvenient truth. God is real, his word is true, his ways are eternal, his hand is mighty, his kingdom is without end, and the darkness shall not overcome it. Mr. President, I'm here to report to you good news, the God of Israel is alive and well, and his arm is strong to the rising up and casting down of kings and kingdoms and governments and administrations. If you don't think he can, to paraphrase your own words, yes, he
2: can. Jonathan, thank you for a very powerful summary of the Obama legacy. But how would you summarize America's condition today? Uh,
1: critical, dangerous, and yet with this little surprise right now. You know, we've have, we have watched in the last... Eight years, an acceleration of America's wall. It didn't start with Obama, but it's accelerated. We, you know, one of the things in the Bible that before judgment comes, there's often an act of desecration. Like in Babylon, when they took the cups of a temple and they, they used it for the gods of, ba- of, of the nations, they put the handwriting on the wall, comes at the same time. So the, the act of judgment, of judgment and desecration... In America, not so long ago, since I was last here, we crossed a line, you know, and this is right here. Here it is. That we, this was an act of desecration to strike down strike down the order of God on marriage. And then the president does this. This is the rainbow. This is another desecration. This is the sign of God. It's not, it doesn't belong to man. It belongs to God. And it made the White House a sign of desecration. So that was a major thing. And one other thing about that, because I know we're going to move from where we are, but another thing is that, you know, David, and there is a day on the Hebrew calendar called the ninth of Tammuz on that day. It's a day of judgment. It's when the Babylonians, they breached the, the protective walls of Jerusalem that they, they first did that. And that, Open the the nation to judgment. Well, that's been a morning day for two thousand years, more than two and a half thousand years, and that is a day where the hedge is removed. Well, that day fell on June twenty six, two thousand fifteen, the day that the Supreme Court yeah, is that struck right? down the hedge right. of marriage Amazing. was the ninth of Amos of Thomas, the day of the removing the hedge. So this has been a dangerous thing. We have watched. Good called would be called evil. Evil called good. Well, you, you mentioned know. the hedge
0: there. It reminds me of Romans chapter one, where it says that when a nation sets its jaw against God and begins yes. to rebel and shake its fist at God, God steps back and lowers the hedge of That's protection, right. and allows evil to multiply, That's and it right. says a sexual revolution occurs. That's right. Then it says, if they refuse, He steps back a second time, lowers the hedge, and. Perversion, sexual perversion. That is right. Homosexuality. And then the third time he steps back, he delivers the nation to a depraved mind. I think that's where we are.
1: That is right. It is crazy what we are watching. We are seeing things we can never have imagined before. I mean, we, you know, I mean, and I'm not going to go into detail, but even children's programming, Disney, and other things. Pushing this and, and destroying gender. And so these are signs right. of apostasy. And also the last days of Israel. The, the template of the harbinger is in the last days of Israel, they turned away from God. And they, then they went to, they promoted immorality. And they worshipped Baal. They offered up their children. Well, we're, we have done all those things. We have driven God out of our public squares. We have called good evil and evil good. We have begun to persecute the believers, Christians. And we have, we have promoted immorality at the same time. And I'll tell you something else. This is something that, that I don't know... If everybody knows this, but but a sign, you know, what, what were they worshiping when judgment came? They were worshiping the god Baal or Baal, and the sign could the sign of Baal actually have appeared in America? Well, it did in this uh, this last September in New York City, they erected the Arch of oh. Baal. This is the arch that literally led the worshippers of Baal to the Temple of Baal. I was there, Dave. I witnessed it firsthand. And they had, they had this big unveiling. They played Middle Eastern music. They had the Deputy Mayor of New York proclaiming, we're doing this as an act of defiance, just like the Harbingers. You know, the Harbingers have not stopped. And so here we have this sign of a nation that has known God, but has turned away from God. So we, are, we have been seeing this rapidly happening. So it's, And this is, this is the Temple of the Harbinger. But we have now had this kind of surprise, but even this surprise of what happened this election is also part of the template which we can get into.
0: Oh, boy. I tell you, it's an amazing thing what has happened in this country. We've had the most ungodly presidency in the history of our nation for eight years, and yet he left office with a 60% approval rating. His designated heir got 3 million more votes than Trump. And the Millennials supported a Socialist And when he didn't get the nomination, they supported Hillary overwhelmingly. The heart of the nation has shifted. We no longer have a Christian consensus in this nation. It's
1: not just just the leader. That's exactly right. The leader is representing the people. It's the people as well. And if there's not revival, we are heading heading rapidly. One of the templates in the Harbinger of the last days of Israel, people don't realize, God gave them reprieves. He gave them moments of grace to come back to Him. And I mean, what, what we are watching is, you know, we're, I know we're going to get to it. I believe is a reprie- is a window of time. But the, but the overall progression has not stopped. And if we don't, it's not. We're not going to be saved by politics. Politics can, oh. op- can open a window at best. But it, if it, without revival, without the changing, and, and you said it, the millennials. If that doesn't change, then our future is not going to change. Oh, yeah. no. And so the harbingers have not stopped. That template has not stopped. But we have a window right now, and I know we're going to talk about it. What do we do with
0: it? I've been doing a lot of research recently into the writings of uh, Francis Schaeffer, mm-hmm. and in his book, *The Communist*—I mean, *The, the <laughs> Christian Manifesto*. Yes, he makes an interesting observation. It's written in 1981, right after the election of oh, Re- Ronald Reagan, Ron Re- and he said, "I believe God has given us a window of opportunity, and he said if we don't take full advantage of it." Mm. This nation has really no hope left. And he pointed out, even prophetically, he said, You've got to understand that just because he won the election, things are not over. That's right. He said, The humanists are entrenched. They are That's entrenched. Right. They will That's fight, right. and there is no toleration on their part. There is, right. They only won't surrender. And right. he said, I, I would say that if we don't take full advantage of this, what's going to happen is that this nation will continue to disintegrate. Through decisions by the courts. That's right. Isn't that interesting?
1: That's exactly what happened. Exactly 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 what happened. I mean, there, you know, we cannot put our trust in man or or in politics, but God will give windows. And now we're at an even more extreme point than that. I mean, I remember that. Dave, I just came to the Lord when that happened. Ah. You know. And I remember, if you remember, you know, America was in big trouble. You know, we had hostages in Iran, you had America falling apart, you had inflation, you had you had gas lines, Carter, all that, and believers gathered in Washington. I was there. It was called Washington for Jesus Say on if my people who are called by my name. And we prayed, if my people, could God release this and and do this? Well, what happened is that there then came this election that surprised everybody, actually. I mean, at that time, it was still amazing. And the thing is that Reagan changed the place where he had the, the inauguration always was for over a century, moved it to the Western Terrace, which mm-hmm. is facing this, which is the same place where we prayed. And we were all put our hands toward that terrace saying, God, put who you want in power. Well, he came in power. And on that day, the hostages were released. That was the other prayer. And on his, his he had a Bible when it, when everything changed that way, he put a Bible in his hand in it, and it was on the scripture. If my people are called on name, God still, his grace is bigger than our sins, uh-huh. but you we cannot downplay the." State of where we are right yes, now. You're that's absolutely
0: right, that's right. right. Okay, let's come back and talk about the future. Yes.
2: Welcome back to Christ in Prophecy. In our interview of Messianic Rabbi Jonathan Kahn.
0: Jonathan, I'd like to start off this segment by going back mm-hmm. to a question I posed at the very beginning, mm-hmm. and that is. Mm-hmm. Do you think President Trump can make America great again? Oh, this is a this is a great question. Let me, let me tell you something that people
1: don't realize. I wrote the Harbinger a few years ago, long before this. In the Harbinger, I was led to put in Donald Trump. He's in the Harbinger. Really? really? People, yes. People don't realize, realize it. People don't realize, realize it. that as well. I won't say where. It, except I'll say it's in the chapter called the Tower. He's in there. And the <laughs> thing is, and so he's part of this mystery. People don't realize it. But here's the thing, Dave. Remember, remember with the, with the Harbinger, the people of Israel they had been chastised, they'd been warned, and what did they respond? They said. We will come back stronger. We'll be, we'll be greater oh, yeah. than before. We'll be greater than before. Well, listen, it's fine to be greater than before, but not without God. So the That's first right. thing is, if Donald Trump, if the thing about this is we're going to be great by our own power because we're America, then we're going to be doing exactly what's in the template of the harbinger. And, that, and, you, and again, if you look at the harbinger, you'll be a little shocked what, what what is there about with Donald Trump. But the thing is that we cannot, the only way America can be great again Is if America returns to the God who made America great in the first place. If we don't, we are repeating that. So the big thing is here we have this window. And the question is, what are we going to do with it as believers? Are we going to just say, Mm -hmm. okay, great, now we have a little relief? If we don't have revival in this land, it's finished. Revival. And so we need to be praying for revival, working for revival. The only way we'll be great
2: is. It seems like that. a lot of people are waiting for Trump or other leaders to lead us in a direction, but really you're saying it is our culture it's, it's, and it is Christians who have to impact our society totally, and drive the culture under totally, God's leadership. Absolutely.
1: We have to have revival. I mean, we, this could never have happened. I mean, you, you know, Jesus said, we, "You are the salt of the earth. You're the light of the world." Well, it could never have gotten this dark in America or this rotten in America if we were fully, if the church was fully doing what it should have done. Yeah, well, now, you've taken the
0: position that one of the reasons you think God gave us this window of opportunity is because of the way in which Obama treated Israel and oh, the Jewish people, yes. and he got back yes. what he, uh, you know.
1: Yes, the Abrahamic Covenant—it's an absolute thing, and that is whatever you do to Israel gets done to you. Uh, just a year before the election, some people remember this, some people don't, Obama tried to defeat, he intervened in a sovereign election, he yeah. intervened, he interrupted he inter- uh, it, tried to, to defeat Netanyahu, and if you remember, everybody yeah. thought oh, Netanyahu yeah. was finished, yeah. everybody yeah. did, everybody was celebrating, CNN was celebrating, yeah. and then they went dead, they went blacked out, because they didn't want to cover it. Finally, Netanyahu said, well, if nobody's going to do it, I'm going to announce, I just won. It was like this election, <laughs> wow. and so, so what happened is, if you intervene in the election of Israel, God will intervene in your election and give you a surprise and end your legacy so absolutely.
0: Let me suggest to you another thing that I I think is is responsible for this window of opportunity Mm -hmm. and I certainly agree with Mm -hmm. what you just said. But I think there is another reason that God gave us this window of opportunity and that is because Franklin Graham Mm -hmm. said we are going to go to every capital in the United States and get on our knees and pray for spiritual revival in this nation. and. The speech that he gave over and over was one in which he said, we cannot be saved by Democrats, That's we right. cannot be saved by Republicans, That's right. our only hope is Jesus Christ, will, and we right. either turn back to Him or this nation has gone. There's a it.
2: powerful speech and prayer gathering in Frankfort, Kentucky yep. in our capital. I can guarantee yeah, you that.
1: Absolutely. And Frank and Graham and also all over the nation there were believers oh, yes. who took this very seriously. I mean we started, when the, when the Harvard came out we started getting things all over saying we're starting a prayer movement, we got to pray for America. But they were all over. On the On the Capitol lawn, there's been a tent set up for over a year. I I preach there. They've been praying all the time. Mm. It's been all over. And so, even you say, "Well, has it been the majority?" No, it's a remnant. But even God is so gracious that He will take the prayers of His people, even if it's a partial revival. He'll give a partial answer, or give that. So, yes, I I agree with you. You know,
0: I'm very concerned about President Trump in in several regards. First of all, his, his whole background concerns me. But one thing that concerns me is that. He is probably the most egotistical man that I have ever encountered in my entire life. And I know from reading the Word of God that two things that God really hates is idolatry and pride. Mm -hmm. And anyone who is proud is going to be humbled by the Lord. And from the moment he announced it's, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this, and look what I've done. I'm rich, I'm powerful, I'm famous, I've got big businesses, I... it, 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 right. a focus on self
1: yes and that, this is and very dangerous it is dangerous and that is that is the thing here you have one hand you have, you have two. Things. It's almost like we have a choice: I are know. we going to go with self and pride, not just with him, but saying, you know, we're going to do it, or are we going to go with repentance? And you've got this, this kind of conflict over Donald Trump. You also, the same time, I, I, I agree with you. Same time, we have, you have God has put believers around a lot like, perfect, of believers crap, around people who have prayed with him. Now, d- did he? they said they pray. He prayed to receive the "Lord, we don't know what what's in his heart," but the, so we got this. We're in the balance right now, Dave. We're in the balance. You know what I? You know what? You want to understand Donald Trump? I mean, I'll give you something. Look at Jehu. Jehu was a man who was used to end Jezebel, end that whole thing, give a window, give a reprieve. Yet Jehu was a we didn't know. You know, even the commentaries say the guy he was violent. He was (laughs) full of himself. He boasted. He was. He was. he, he, He was. Even they said even the word in Hebrew is. Sugar, the way he drove, he said he was crazy. The race was crazy. The race <laughs> to the throne was crazy, and that was Trump. So you want to understand that and but God is also sovereign that we know he yeah. uses even people who don't know him to do his will. So the question is, again, we're in the balance, Dave. This is exactly it. Not only with Trump, with our whole nation. Yes.
0: Well, I just I just fear that many Americans have the same attitude that the people of Judah had when Jeremiah went and said, If you don't repent, God is going to destroy this nation. I mean, He yes. told them that in no uncertain yes. terms, and their response always was the temple, the, the temple, temple, the, the t- temple. That's right. God will never touch that temple. That's right. He will never allow anybody. That is His Shekinah glory. There, He will never allow. We are safe, that's and right. I think there that's are many right. American Christians who think God sits on the throne wrapped in an American flag, mm. and He would never, ever allow anyone to touch this country.
1: That is right. And if we, if we go with, hey, it's America, and yeah. America it's first, America, right. brother, th- 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 <laughs> America <first. laughs> America has been used by God awesomely we've got to pray for America Absolutely. with our heart, but it, then it becomes an idol, yes. and then you put God in God and say, no no, no i don 't need the flag i don 't need that absolute this temple, this temple i don 't need that that 's exactly right
2: I think the culture is so important as we impact the whole world, and that 's why I say, even with the picture we have up, some people have blamed Obama. I have a friend who said well i 'm so horrified at what Obama did, but I said, Do you realize' that the culture had already shifted, for instance, on the whole same-sex issue, because look at our Fortune 500 companies. They had already adopted policies to embrace this abomination long before it became the law of the land. Yeah, Obama nation. And yet most Christians were unaware. And, and we need to be aware. We need to be interacting. Yes,
1: we know. I mean, Interceding. You know, the President said, Obama said, oh I'm wrestling with this issue. Well everybody knew that he already was on one side of that issue. But the thing is he didn't announce it until 2012 mm-hmm. when the poll shifted. That exactly. is when it became the majority. And so you're exactly right. That's exactly the case. And Christians the can
0: impact that culture—revival
1: or or judgment.
0: Well, you know, many years ago, when Billy Graham was still active, yes. he often would say. If God doesn't judge San Francisco soon, he's going to have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah.
1: Well, actually, yeah, and the original thing was actually, actually Ruth in the 1970s yes. said to him if God doesn't judge America, yeah. he owes an apology to yes. Sodom and Gomorrah. Well, Billy Graham uh, about a year ago or so, something came from his ministry from him saying that, listen, I, that was said in the 1970s. I know. Look I know. at where we are now. Yes.
0: Look where we are now, so absolutely. Well, it reminds me of this mm-hmm. statement here in NAM. A jealous and avenging God is the Lord. The Lord is avenging and wrathful. The Lord takes vengeance on His adversaries. He reserves wrath for His enemies. The Lord is slow to anger." And great in power, but he will by no means leave the guilty unpunished. That's right. And how
1: here we are and people sometimes say, well what, hey Jonathan when you are comparing ancient Israel and America how can you do it? They, <laughs> they, they, they offered up their children to bail. I said, yeah they offered up thousands. We have offered up millions, millions. sixty million And their blood is on our hands. How can we go forward well, without judgment? This, false is keep, of choice. Uh, yeah. uh,
0: this is what I keep saying to people. How, how can you expect America to become great again? when we're murdering 4000 babies yeah. a day when we are the world's greatest supplier of pornography when everywhere i go in the world if i turn on the tv set i know i'm going to see the most despicable mm. american mm. movies america we are the moral polluter of planet earth with our movies and television programs that are blasphemous and violent yes. and evil yes. and and we're the world's number one uh, user of of illegal drugs mm. uh, it, it just goes on and on
1: you know this is this is you know at the very beginning of america you know, John Winthrop came over yes. here, and he's the one who penned that famous thing. We got City on a Hill from him. That's right. He said, If we follow God, the God of Israel, he said, We'll be a new Israel. We will become a city on a hill. All nations are looking on us. But, but they ignore the next part. He gave a warning to, at the very beginning, and he said, But. If we turn away from our God, and if we turn to our prophets, the God of prophets, and our lusts, our, our, which is exactly what we've done, then the curses that came upon Israel will come upon us. And the same because we've been so blessed, well too much is given, much is required. Mm-hmm. The harbinger and all these things are saying that that's exactly what's happening and it's exactly the case. You cannot escape the laws of history. Prophet well policy. I have
0: discovered that as I've spoken out on these issues I've gotten a lot of hate mail of from, course. from Christians. Who we all you know, yes. I can. And on and on and on. I, I can begin to get a sense of of what it must have been like with Jeremiah. That's right. And and how right. people they even tried to kill him. That's, uh, are yes. you getting this kind of reaction? Somewhere? I've got
1: I've gotten quite a lot. And in fact, when I started being called to Washington, because the Lord opened the door in Washington to speak to leaders. Yeah. I started becoming. They put me in the bullseye. All these kind of left wing oh, hate hate oh. anything with conservative or Christians. And from that moment on, whatever I do, if I say sure. anything, I say, you're "Oh, a hate oh.
0: man. Yep.
1: Yeah, of course, of course, yeah, of course. <laughs> if you say you don't agree with something, but it's it's evil is good and good is evil, and we we got to be like Jeremiah. We got to be like Elijah. You know, we sing, There's a song that you know it's sung in the church. These are the days of Elijah. Well, the days of Elijah were days of apostasy, and if these are the days of Elijah, we have to start becoming the Elijahs of the day. Well,
0: one of my heroes of the faith is Don Wilman. Yes, uh, yes, wonderful a- man a- of God, a- yes, and he yes. has often said over and over, the biggest problem with America is 300,000 silent pulpits where mm. people will not speak about the issues of this nation for fear they're going to step on somebody's. We toes. tolerate everything but truth in our society they, today, and
1: we cannot be timid. If we
0: are timid, we're giving up. If we are not, we, there
1: is a time that we are. If the if the dark is getting darker, it's time for the light to become brighter. I was on Capitol Hill, and one of the a famous or a candidate for president took showed us a room and where they. Oh. Pray, we're the remnant on Capitol Hill. Pray for America. And you know what they pray for? So that we pray that the pastors will preach the word of God. We'll we un- do that in Congress. Kentucky. Don't we do you? that in Kentucky
2: yeah. on yeah. a yeah. regular basis. We have yeah. a prayer caucus, and yeah. Yeah. Uh, we are constantly looking for the Lord's direction for our state yeah. and for the nation as a whole.
0: Yeah, God it looks for the remnant. Yes folks you may not know but uh, Tim is a member of the Kentucky State Legislature and one of the most outstanding conservative spokesmen there. We are very proud to have mm. him associated with our ministry. And keep speaking out it's brother great because blessing. I know you, you get a lot of
2: flack. Uh, yes sir I do get that. But uh, speaking <laughs> truth uh, there is no, right. no limit on doing that. That is what we are called to do.
1: This is the greatest hour. This is a biblical hour. And this yeah. is the time to rise. We always talked about it. Now we've got it.
2: Welcome back to Christ in Prophecy and our interview of Messianic Rabbi Jonathan Kahn. You've heard of the wrath of Kahn, today we've received the <laughs> blessing of Goodness. Kahn. And so Jonathan we painted a pretty dire picture of America and our state today, but leave us with a blessing on a positive note yeah. of what we can look forward to yeah. and hope for as American Christians. Yeah, it
1: is dire but that's the reality. But the bigger reality is God. And whenever there is God there is always hope. God Amen. is never finished, ever. And His Gospel will go on forever. So we have to be lights to this generation. The thing we should Ask how you know you got to pray for revival, but don't just pray for revival, start living in revival. When you start doing that, the revival begins. Let's go full blast. These are the days that God has put us in our mother's womb to shine.
2: So revival begins with me. Tell us Jonathan, how would we get in touch with your ministry for a follow-up or information? Okay.
1: Yeah, the, the ministry is called Hope of the World, so just go online, hopeoftheworld.org. We send free gifts, prophetic updates, we'll, you'll be blessed. It's hopeoftheworld.org. And if you're Facebook, it's Facebook Jonathan Cox.
0: And folks, I want to strongly encourage you to get a copy of his latest book, The Book of Mysteries. It is just absolutely profound. It will bless your socks off as we say in Texas, and you won't be able to put it down. <laughs> Well, folks, that's our program for this week. I hope it's been a blessing to you, and I hope the Lord willing you'll be back with us next week. Until then, this is Dave Reagan speaking for Lamb and Lion Ministries, saying, Look up, be watchful, for our redemption is drawing near. If you would like to get a copy of Jonathan Kahn's phenomenal new book called The Book of Mysteries, we can supply you one for a donation of $20 or more, including the cost of shipping. You know, folks, I just cannot recommend this book too highly to you. It's informative, it's fascinating, it's spiritually enriching from start to finish. It contains a one-page devotional for every day of the year, but I found it so spiritually beneficial that I read the whole book in one month by reading 10 pages each morning. I have never underlined a book so much in all my life as this one, and I, I took a total of 140 notes, more notes than I've ever taken from any other book that I have ever read. I want you to be blessed by this book. So, we are including the cost of shipping with it. And to get a copy, just call the number you see on the screen between Monday and Friday and between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. Central Time. Or go to our website at the address you see on the screen and place your order there. This book is just full of insights that are drawn from the meaning of Hebrew words and the customs of first century Hebrew society. You will just be amazed at how it will open up a whole new horizon of understanding of the Scriptures. When I finished the book I wrote these words on the title page. I wrote, This book has been a spiritual feast and I want to share that feast with you. So, Once again, if you would like to order a copy we can supply it to you for a gift of $20 or more including the cost of shipping. Just give us a call at the number you see on the screen between Monday and Friday and between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. Central Time, or place your order through our website at the address on the screen.